potential for greatness lives within each of us. I dare. My name is Nikki Dare. I dare was born of personal hardship, triumph, and the desire to succeed. I dare, the acronym for integrity of diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment is the hallmark of my life, derived from learning to evolve through difficult circumstances. Growth experiences necessarily result from these challenges. Without the obstacles, we never would know the true meaning of success or feel the exaltation of triumphing over adversity. My personal mission, therefore, is to help you encounter your purpose and live your best, best life by unearthing your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. I did, and so can you. It's about personal empowerment and unlocking your inner potential. I Dare, therefore, is a way of life. Please join me to discover your inner potential by sharing some of our own challenges. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening and joining me today. Let's make it a blessed, joyful week this week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at Nikki Dare Radio. Heard worldwide by millions of listeners with your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Our podcast hosted by Nikki Dare is your home for education to safety and survival, leadership and inspiration. Nikki Dare is the founder of iDare Inc., a registered 501c3 with its mission to educate and mobilize resources for preparedness and sustainability. IDARE is a grassroots credo and personal mission based on its pillars of excellence, integrity, diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment. Ms. Dare's personal mission is to help you encounter your purpose by unlocking your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. Nikki Dare is the published author of The Audacity of Veracity, a columnist, Women in the Field of Western Outdoor News, California's publication of Fishing and Hunting. Ms. Dare is a certified firearms instructor in rifle, shotgun, and handgun, RSO, range safety officer, and CERT, Community Emergency Response Training member, a FEMA certified training, women's advocate, transformational mentor, and a seasoned BPR change management consultant since her early 20s in transforming companies, and decades later, she is reinventing her purpose. Nikki Dare's life has been spent passionately in helping others going through transformation, both personal and professional. And now, here's your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare.
I'm in Indiana and I am good. The sun is shining. I'm in shorts. It's oh, beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful over here. I, I thought I'd choose like yellow because I was going to have another meeting uh, shortly after this. Yeah. It's gorgeous right now. It's really super, 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 super gorgeous. Yeah. That's why we're in California, but that's the only about one thing, a few things that I love about <clears throat> being in California. I don't know, everything else. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would move back in a heartbeat, but see, I would move to Santa back to Santa Barbara. You do, huh? Yeah, I would. But again, I'm I'm would move back to Santa Barbara, not where you are. So it's a little bit different. Santa Barbara is so gorgeous. Let me tell you, I've yeah. been there, and you know, it's it's just incredible. I mean, there is the Santa Barbara by the pier. Uh, a lot of restaurants, by the way. I'm a foodie, so I, I eat a <laughs> <quite> bit. <laughs> so I explore all of the food uh, places and everything like that. Now, yeah. I just warned you, I had coffee, but I was talking to the gentleman that I had a phone call, and I said, it's wearing down from 7 a.m. to about now, 10 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I need to have another caffeine. Shall we start? Sure. Treat me that I was, I was pretty much... Uh, kind of giggle, chuckle a little bit. <laughs> that you, you said something about turtle. <laughs> and I'm like, turtle? That's my pet, by the way. The only pet that I have. We're empty nesters. Ah. So my pet of 20-something years, 25 years, nearly 25 years now. So um, I'll, we'll talk about that because you gave me a couple, you know, choices, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's what we're going to be. I mean, you know, it's up to you. I'm going to mention both, by the way. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, it all ties in, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, Shall we start? Absolutely. I'm here with Stephanie Smart. The purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well, the impacts. Women are the catalyst to greater things on this planet, whether we know it or not. I always say this, women as guiding force of principles and purpose, we do wear many hats, different hats throughout our journey in our lives. As a mother, as entrepreneur, wife, you know me at all. <laughs> we have Absolutely. multi-skills, we juggle every single day. <laughs> we are also solution makers, problem solvers, givers to the world. We're all, after all, humans with emotional connection. We're all counterintuitive, insightful people also. With our imperfection, we still learn, grow, and keep evolving. With purpose and passion, we know we can achieve great things together. Aloha, da, bonjour. I gotta say that, Stephanie. Yeah, <laughs> well, yes, Lamat Pagi, how are y'all doing? Thank you for joining us again this morning on another inspiring We Talk podcast. Our goal is to empower women to break through their limiting beliefs and achieve their personal professional goals, making their voices heard. I am Nikki Dare, your host. Welcome to another inspiring session with us here. I'm here with Stephanie Smart. She is a truth speaker coach, author, and speaker. Speaker. She's an experienced corporate business trainer, intuitive and wellness professional who has been teaching workshop for over 25 years, she says, we're all magical, powerful, impactful beings. Too many of us have forgotten how to body that magic and power in our daily lives. Stephanie teaches how to have a business and thrive both personally and professionally as you make a difference and impact in the world. Let's help me welcome our lovely guest this morning, Stephanie Smart. Hi, Stephanie. How are you Hi. doing, my dear? I'm great. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Thank oh, you for likewise. Me as well. Yeah, good to have you on our show. You know, when you gave me this bio, I was reading it and I'm like, wow, this is incredible. This is going to be another inspiring session for us. So let's just go ahead and dive in, shall we? By the way, where are you? I'm, yeah, in where are you? I'm in Indiana. Indianapolis. Okay. So the middle of the country. We're just hitting spring. My tulips in the backyard. I looked out yesterday and I now have like beautiful red tulips along my fence. So I was like, yes, it's spring. 
I know, isn't it? We're in Southern California. My, my husband loved to garden, so he gardened the, the tulips and also a bunch of stuff, a bunch of like spring flowers that had blossomed. He obviously uh, did it like the, before the season. Man, I can't believe it. It, it just, it sprung so early around here. <laughs> so yeah, well, enjoy it, the garden. Prior to the show, I want to chuckle a little bit on this one, okay? When I ask, I always ask my guests, you know, if there's any specific topic that they want to talk about and everything like this. I think, you know, they want to discuss and everything. So I ask you, and you gave me these two options, I think. Um, <laughs> I talked a little bit because when you wrote me, turtle, what is it? Turtle to fierce warrior entrepreneur. Yes. Or can it be creating a magical life? Of course, the first option, you know, like I said, off, off the air. <laughs> it caught my yeah. eyes. You know why? Because I have a pet also, tortoise, of 25 years. It's actually nice. a turtle tortoise, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Um, high maintenance. So <laughs> let's just start it. <laughs> Tell us about yourself, you know? I'm sure you have a background story <laughs> that leads you to, you know, to your this purpose and passion in your life, you know, your story that had represented you, who you are today. Share with us that little bit of background, why this was so important to you and you chose that profession career tell us about yeah, that. yeah so of course you know like many people I have a, a, a long varied story there are many parts to it um, it, it really you know I grew up in a in a dysfunctional home um, got through all of that and and hit 18 moved out on my own and really that started this process and and deep dive into my own my own journey in drugs and alcohol and um, ended up hitting bottom pretty quickly, but not um, not before attempting suicide a couple of times, and really figuring out that things needed to be different. Um, and and I I talk about that because those those things of my past, just like we all do, we all have things in our past, those traumas, and they inform us of who we are, and we bring because we bring that with us and as we do we learn and valuable lessons and so how that impacts me today is that I use those things as a, a entry point into some really deep personal development and into looking at at realizing there had to be more in life and and knowing that there had to be joy in life that the the hardships that I had been facing um, were not all that there was and and that really turned the tables for me and I started working with um, energy work and I started learning shamanism and learning body work and 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 just immersing myself in the personal development and self-improvement field um, and and I, I needed to find myself I needed to figure out my life and and that process for me taught me the the valuable lessons and the wisdom that we gain through those life experiences and those have continued to carry me forward and you know, I, I've been clean and sober now for a little over 30 years, and that process, I would say, you know, my kids today don't even know who that person was. They just knew who I am today, and I think that that's one of the things that I love about the title that I picked is, is you know, c going from turtle to fierce warrior entrepreneur, because there was this time when I met my partner, and it was fairly early on in our relationship. And I had survived my childhood by learning how to fade into the woodwork and learning how to basically disappear in a room. In, a, in essence, turtle, right? The turtle, the tortoise, you know, you, they, get, they get scared, they pull in, and then all you see is that shell, and they're gone. You know they're there, right? Energetically, you could feel them, but you know they're, they've, they've like gone. And that process is, is how I coped and how I got to where I was and, and it taught me how to survive. And, and that no longer serves me. And, and there was a time early on in my relationship with my partner where at one point she just looked at me and said, find a spine. I can't have a partnership with someone who I can't talk to. Yeah, and and she was more vocal than that, which I will not use the words um, on on air. <laughs> That's all right. Um, this is an open open. There was thing. a lot no, of fierceness in there, and in the heat of an argument, she just looked at me and said, "God damn it, find the spine," and I didn't have but, any idea what she was talking about. And and I love, yeah, I I had no idea that I had done that. Like it was a wake up call, 
And I talk about yeah. how we stand at these points in our lives, these cross 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 points, you know, where where you can go in either direction or multiple directions and you stand there and you know that whatever choice you're going to make is going to impact the rest of your life. And and I I chose to figure out what she meant <laughs> and to change that because I understood yeah. that that if I wanted to continue down that path of personal development and path of self-awareness and making a difference in the world that I knew I was supposed to be doing, then that was really the only choice that was available. And, and I, you know, it's like those things inform us if we go along. And, and so that process started and just carried on. And I um, have multiple degrees and certifications and wellness professions, but I also have a degree in business management and I combine all of that because I look at, uh, you know, why I talk about being, being fierce is that we have to find our voice. We have to find our truth. We have to find that spine. And then we have to bring it out in our world. And that is where I combine all of what I do. Because it's, it's what I've done in my own life. And, and I only know how to share what I know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to um, ask you, I know a little bit going back to what you mentioned um, in the in the areas of personal development, you mentioned something about uh, the process of the body. What is that all about? So I, I, I heard about that before. Tell yeah, me about so, that. So there's a, a component in, um, you know, learning about who we are that really means we need to, to learn how to be in our own skin and how that feels and in essence embody our life embody this physical body that we have through both the energy and the physical components and blending those things together and so there's a piece about remembering how powerful we are remembering who we are and we bring that out and i and i wrap that back up and talking about that component of finding a spine and having a spine it's like coming back into the physical nature of who we are and knowing that we have this physical structure within us that moves us through the world and that there's all this energy that vibrates through that and that that energy is what causes us to actually engage and that when we combine and really embody that of taking ownership of our physical body and our energetic body and having those those cells move and dance and have the dna actually like engaged we find our truth and we speak our truth. And that is where we then become that fierce warrior. The physical, physicality of it, right? Uh, I spoke with the, actually more than a couple ladies before on this podcast, particularly. And they had shared their stories when body kind of, kind of, um, mm-hmm. out of body experience. Yeah, experience. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, I think that also sums it up what you're trying to say, right? The body, is that something similar to it, perhaps? So what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think out-of-body experience. Like, you, know, open, you know, when they kind of like look at themselves from a uh, bird's eye view and they go, that's me. They can be able to evaluate, the ability to evaluate who they are and they come out of that shell, so to speak, and try to figure out the spine, like you said, right? Is that something similar? I would actually say that that, what you're summarizing is really what personal development and self-improvement is about. It's the self-awareness, whether it's looking at my physical body or my actions and my belief systems, and then recognizing what that is and then making it different. And that, that yes. when, when we bring all of those things together is when the, the, our life can change. So you can't just sit there and, and, and you know, read a book or have that out-of-body spiritual experience and have the awareness you have to then take action on it. And that, yeah. that there are it's lots important. of ways to get that awareness, right? You can have a near-death experience. You can just have this moment where you, you have this realization of, oh, my life looks like this, and that's not really what I want. Or my physical body looks like this, and that's not really what I want. That's not who I am. And then make the change. And it's that shifting from the awareness into the making change that most people end up getting stuck at because we have to take action and you have to take action again and again and again. Key to take action. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that makes sense. You know, I mean, it's, it's something that, you know, you go through suffering and you think that um, a pain, I mean, and you get, you kind of like get stuck there. Oh, this is what I, what I feel a pain. No, actually when you're going through some adversity, that should be, pivot line a pivot point where you can hey move now 
take action. That should be it, right? Is that what you're saying? It's some of it. Absolutely. That's, that's part of it. You know, when a good example of that is um, I've had a, a neuromuscular uh, disorder for about 20 years and um, finally have a diagnosis in the last couple months of Parkinson's. And that in and of itself, people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. But for me, it was, it was like, no, you don't understand. I understand now. I have a path going forward. I know how to take action that's going to make a difference. And at the same time, I have to take that action. I have to say, okay, I have this thing. It's a degenerative disease. I've been managing it for 20 years. I can either sit here and let my life fall apart because I know Hold where on. I'm headed, or I can look around and say, what are the resources that I can do to make a difference, to take control back of at least whatever I can control in that process? And I, and I think that when we get into these places where we have pain or trauma or an adversity come up, we, we have the opportunity to either sit in that and be, you know, morose and depressed, or okay. we can look around and figure out what the resources are and then use those resources. And that is the piece that's really important. And I, I go back to this again and again, it's like, we have to use the resources and, you know, yes, let, let yourself have those feelings, have whatever feelings that need to happen, and then what are you going to do to take action? Because we can't live in those places. It's like we are human beings, which you talk about at the very beginning, right? We are human beings in this human yeah. life, in this physical body. Things happen. And yet, at the same time, our life has to have some amount of joy in it. Otherwise, why are we here? And, right. and so you have to be able, yeah, yeah, you have to be able to manage that, right? If I'm looking around and my life is just full of all of the drudge and dread and ugh, then uh, something has to be different. That, right? What we right. can control is control. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so look around and see what that is. You know, if you, you can either turtle in and not control it and just live in that, that ugh, or you yeah. can come out of that shell and have a spine and a physical body and energy that lets you move into the path that brings you joy. Absolutely. No, uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, in the accolades that I, uh, at the beginning of the, uh, this, this intro, you said that you were, you know, with corporate workshop and everything. Tell us a little bit about that. And if there are some challenges that you face within that field that you're in or, you know, some of the challenges um, share with us some of that. Yeah, so I, um, I, when I was um, newly sober, I got into a car accident. And um, as a result of living in California at the time, which was many, many years ago, um, they had a vocational rehab program where they would pay to have you go back to school because I couldn't do my job anymore. And I picked offset printing or acupuncture, and they wouldn't pay for me to go to acupuncture school, so I went and got a degree in offset printing and graphic design, and then I carried that through and got a degree in business management. And as a result of that, I started working with um, Kinko's, which, uh, you know, it started in Santa Barbara, so I was in one of the original stores, and I just worked my way up through, and when we moved to Michigan, I um, ended up being regional training manager for the whole state of Michigan. And I love... Um, being a manager. I love being a leader. I'm really good at training. Like I love that stuff. Um, and I love the creative process of it. Um, but I didn't like being in corporate so much. And, and I had this moment, you know, and, and you talked about what were the challenges. And I think the biggest piece was, was fitting a person who wrote their first business plan at 18 into a corporate executive position. And it just didn't work. You know, even though I had a lot of autonomy, autonomy, um, it wasn't it wasn't a good fit for me, and I there was there was really two defining moments for me that that sealed that deal. Um, I was at training as um, a newly minted regional training manager, and I was at this training with um, and I don't remember who said it. It was one of the presenters, but they were berating their neighbor that lived across the street from them about how you know this person just they would go to work and they were a postal carrier and they would go do their job and they'd come home and work in their yard and then sit on their front porch and how like, how lazy was that? And they just went on and on and on. And I'm thinking, 
that actually sounds really lovely. Like mm-hmm. having that sort of simple life, right? And that was my mm-hmm. first clue that I was in the wrong place. <laughs> Um, but then the second clue was uh, I had written. Um, the aha I, moment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I had written uh, the training for the uh, new pilot program that I was supposed to be putting into action. And so here I am doing what I program that I had written, right? I had developed. And um, I get this phone call from my boss. And it's one of those phone calls where you know right from the start it's not going to go well. And I answer the phone, you know, hello. And, and he starts yelling at me loud enough that the phone is at arm's reach at that point. And he's yelling at me about something that I didn't do that I didn't even know I was supposed to be doing, which, you know, first clue I had written this program, I knew what I was supposed to be doing, right? But there were other pieces, and evidently I wasn't following corporate something. I don't even remember at this point. But in the middle of this um, this tirade of his, I hear this voice, and this voice asks me that if if today were the last day you have on this earth, would you be happy with the legacy you left? And that was uh, yes or no, right? <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> yes or no, and there was no debating what the answer was. I I was no, um, but it was one of those like nice stabbing in the gut, like really aha check yourself moment. Um, and, and so I quit my job that day and I went back to school, uh, and got my degree in oriental medicine and finished up some training and became an instructor in a variety of things and really started down that path full time. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it goes back to really looking at, and this is what I teach my clients is that, you know, you look at the themes in your life. I had always been teaching and learning and training and involved in healing and and personal development. And I love that stuff. I love talking about it. I love teaching. And, and so being the job that I had as a corporate executive, I had uh, applied all of those things that I loved to a model that didn't suit me. And so I then turned around and applied all those things that I loved to the model that did suit me in the field that was where my passion was. And I really feel like that's where, you know, I, I had already been doing it just on the side um, and, and I needed it to change to be the full-time mechanism in my life. So it sounds like it was a passion. It has been a passion to you, but you just kind of discover it in that hard moment. Then get, okay, I've got some clues now. And becomes what, a money-making career? Absolutely. You know, and it, it, it went from a side gig to a full-time, a full-time thing. I had already been doing body work and energy work for a long time. Um, but getting that master's degree in oriental medicine was different. You know, it was going back to way back when, when I wanted to do acupuncture and I couldn't get, you know, I couldn't get it funded to now it's time to make that happen. Um, and just really apply and all those skills that I had learned and this talk, you know, I talked about taking the things that you learn and the wisdom that you learn throughout life to apply them to today and, and all those things that I had learned through offset printing and graphic design and business management, I took and applied right into being an entrepreneur and owning a wellness center and, and doing my own marketing and, and website and all of that. So I have all those skills and I was like, I can just do this. And so it worked out really well. <laughs> and, and I, yeah, and so I transitioned that. Um, after I graduated, I opened up a full-time wellness center, and I did that for a number of years. As, as an entrepreneur doing, you know, building that wellness center, uh, what are the challenges? Because I'm, I'm hearing quite a few, you know, um, from different stories, obviously. I'm just yeah. interested in that because you, you transitioned to a few other um, career, I should say, right? Variety of. So yeah. <laughs> you hunted down to wellness. This is what I want after you took your, you know, the, the medicine uh, license and everything like that training. Um, share with us. You know, I think it applies a lot of the same things where, you, you know, it's all marketing. It's all yeah. it's marketing, yeah. it's customer service, it's the whole big package of, of actually, you know, running a wellness business. But at the same time, it's, it's figuring out what I wanted to do. And for me, within that oriental medicine field, the herbs were my passion and they still are. And so taking that and I had a full raw pharmacy. So I had, you know, a, a, a room with, that was like 10 by 10 full of raw herbs. And, and, and my biggest challenge was living here in the Midwest 
and, and in Indianapolis and having people understand, no, you really, you want to make tea out of these twigs and leaves and you'll feel better. Trust me. Um, and so it was a lot of educating and I ran a lot of seminars. Yeah. So I would do a lot of patient education. I would do a lot of, um, you know, impromptu, um, come and learn about this body work, come and learn about energy, come and learn about, you know, oriental medicine and fertility or oriental medicine and whatever. Um, and so really specializing in what I wanted to be talking about and the things that brought me the most passion because that is shows up in your business. And so it's, it's marketing is really the biggest piece of that for me. What are your competition? I mean, do you have, I'm pretty sure they are in your field, in that line of work, right? Sure. Um, so when I started, there weren't that many acupuncturists and herbalists here. And we needed, um, we still needed a physician referral. So I couldn't just go out and say, hey, come see me. I had to have a doctor sign a, a referral and give permission to the patient to come and see me. Um, so that was actually the biggest challenge in and building those relationships with the medical field to say, you know, here, I really do have this expertise. It really will help your patient. Um, and, and to that end, I also, so I, I did a lot of um, doctor lunches and education and uh, seminars, um, but I also uh, was part of a faculty for um, uh, IU, IU Medical School had a program for um, their fourth year med medical students where they did an alternative medicine um, component. And so I was part of that um, cadre of professionals who taught and then had students okay. come in. Um, so they would come in and spend the day with me and I would go and lecture and, and talk to them about oriental medicine as well. So it's, it's bridging those gaps and learning how to um, complement each other. You know, we, we get into these places where we think, oh, you know, we're all into or alternative medicine and that's all there is. But really, it's when we need to, to allow both Western or allopathic medicine and alternative medicine to complement each other and recognizing the strengths of each and when each is appropriate. Now, you were just in Santa Barbara when I, I, when I spoke with you. Yeah. Was that, was that also part of the uh, workshop that you're talking about? No, I was speaking at a, a, a weekend retreat for women empowerment uh, called Soul Success oh, really? Summit. Yeah, it was a fantastic event. I highly recommend it to anybody. The next one's going to be happening in uh, July of next year in Sun Valley, Idaho. Um, and it was a fantastic event with a whole number of speakers, all focused on, on empowerment for women business owners. Um, and it's a great group. So I do, I do a bunch of speaking as well, a bunch of podcasts. Um, so primarily at this point, um, my entire business is coaching and writing and speaking. Um, I don't do very much of the hands-on wellness anymore. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's pretty much it. Now, you mentioned about women empowerment, and that's a big deal right now. Around, mm -hmm. I want to just get into this. What are your personal advices to other women out there uh, in regards to you know, the successes that you have, have, have had? Um, simply just following passion to become, you know, the purpose in their lives, basically. What are your personal advices? I asked this to all of my guests, by the way. Yeah. That you want to share with you. Um, make a plan. Make a business plan. Get really clear yeah. about what you need and what you want and how you're going to go about it so that you have actionable steps. Um, and I, I talk to people, particularly in the wellness field, it's like, you know, I can open up my calendar and my, my scheduling book and I can have client, a day where I can look at all the clients and I can go, oh, I got to see that person today. Or I can open up my calendar and say, yes, I get to see these people today. And yeah. so what I teach people is to make sure that your calendar is filled with those clients. And that means that you're figuring out what kind of work you want to do it, how you want to do it, and who you want to do it with. And, and then that will funnel everything else in your business plan. Um, and that has been, you know, coming from my business background, I always write business plans. And that has been really, really clear. And it made my clinic really successful right from the beginning because I knew what I wanted to be doing and who I wanted to do it with and what steps I needed to do. Um, so, I, you know, I think the biggest piece is we can't just step into a business and say, oh, it's my passion. I'm going to do it. You have to know what you want. Um, right. and, then, and then speak your truth. And I talk about this a lot. It, you know, find your voice. Just like way back when I needed to not learn how to turtle, I find that still in my life, you know, as a pattern. 
when am I not speaking my truth? And how do I shift that? And I think recognizing that and being aware to, being uh, uh, able and open to that awareness to come out all the time to, to make then changes on that is really important. Like I was at my I, a seminar myself with a coach that I, I was, was doing some work with and I realized that I was sitting in the back of the room because I, I was sitting in the back of the room and I was having trouble reading the, um, the like easel up at the front that she was writing on. And I had positioned myself in the back of the room because I was having a particularly rough weekend with my tremors and I didn't want to disturb the pe other people at my table. And, and uh, you know, I'm pretty visible when I, when I have a rough time. And I, so I was putting myself behind everyone else. I didn't realize that. I didn't have that aha until I left the workshop. And then I was like, oh, God damn it. I did it again. <laughs> but then, you know what? Then so then at the next event I went to, I was like, nope, not happening again. Not happening. Nope. That. You blocked that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, well, I became aware of it. And so then I, when yes. I went to go sit in the back of the room, I was like, nope, that's not a pattern that serves me. And so mm -hmm. recognizing those things, because that is how we become empowered. It's the ability to recognize and then take action. And that's the biggest piece is, is we have to be open to the awareness and then be willing to take the action. Very true. I, uh, you know, live your life, you know, pretty much with the truth and everything like that. I say this over and over again all the time. Um, I was going to ask you something. I, you know, I completely forget now, blank out. But I know it's something to do with, <laughs> you know, something to do with going to write it down. <laughs> That's how I am. You are writing now. notes, yes. <laughs> yeah, when I don't write things down, because I was just, you know, listening to really, you know, about your story and everything, I think it does make sense about uh, taking action and, you know, getting the spine out of the turtle on the, on the, on the, uh, the shell and everything. Um, but the, the authenticity is really important. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, but what I was going to ask you is that social media, about social media, uh, you know, the marketing side of it, when you want to grow your business, because you have to incision to business to business, right? And then now that you are say, okay, I don't want the headphone. I cannot be full-time with my wellness center. So you want to get into this because this is where your passion and you, your calling. How do you market? I mean, what I'm trying to get is that, you know, people say, go to social media. Does that work all the time? Tell me. Or is it more like people are losing this? My point, there's a point. My point <laughs> is that very old fashioned. I'm a very old fashioned. I believe in picking up the phone or networking, one on one, interfacing, you know, calling and then things like that. People now, these days, everything is about this, everything is technology. I think it's good and bad. What do you think? Um, I would agree with the good and the bad part of it. Um, I think like anything, it's a useful tool. And I think like anything, it can be used appropriately. Um, I, you know, for marketing my business, I absolutely do social media. I absolutely do videos. Um, I think it allows us to reach a broader category. And when we learn to really niche down our market to the one that is as narrow as we want to be, the ability to be out there in social media lets us access or have access to a greater breadth of people which then has us be able to make that impact and make a change and make a difference in the world in ways that we would not be able to do without the ability of social media i remember when you know i'll date myself here i remember when internet came out and and you know i was in school and people were talking about how <clears throat> we live in this global community and i'm like what in the world are you talking about but i was fascinated with it at the same time and then we got internet and I have just watched it grow. And, you know, I have friends on the, on, on Facebook in particular from all around the world and people that, that I have that I would count as dear friends that I've met in person that I met through social media and interact with in social media. And so I would say that it's a, it's a fantastic, useful tool in order to allow us to reach a greater amount of, of individuals and to make a greater impact in the world. And with that, it's not all there is. That the the face to face is really important. 
The networking yeah. in your local community is really important. You know, join communities, join networks, go to meetups, go to the chamber events. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I agree with you that I see a trend going where people are, are getting disillusioned with Facebook or, uh, you know, all of the social media. And, and more of that in-person networking is happening. And I've said it all along that it has to be a, giant, a joint effort. You have to do both. Um, and, and, you know, to that end, I belong to a, a holistic community here. and We meet several times a month. We have social yeah. events. I go to other networking events. You know, you talk to people. Get your, get your message out because you never know who that person in the, is that's waiting to meet you and waiting for, for where you're going to make a difference in their life. I believe in that, by the way, you know, go out there and get out and face to face. Like I said, I'm, I'm very old school and uh, I have a love and hate in social media. <laughs> I really, really do. I really do. It's exhausting yeah. looking at this. Like, you know, I tie myself, in fact, you know, on a personal note, I tie myself a reminder if I'm on this more than 10 minutes, I think Instagram has like a note, uh, alarm alert that says, you've been on Instagram 10 minutes. So I get off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I think that it's really important to pick and choose how you spend your time. So, you know, are you going to post on Instagram and scroll and comment? How long are you going to do that for? What To what purpose, right? This goes back to, are you there exactly. just for fun? Or are you there for work? You know, I interact with some of my family as a result of Facebook. And so, yeah, I'm on there sometimes for personal stuff. But if I'm on there for business, where am I interacting? What am I putting it out there? And how long am I going to do it? Because it's it's it will suck you right in, and it and then I'm not yeah, and then I'm not doing the things that I want to be doing with my day because I've just lost it all to being in my phone. Right, be productive. Yeah, now, which one personally and your personal uh, choice that is most effective for you for your purpose in business to expand and grow? Um, for me, I would say LinkedIn and Facebook. Absolutely. I, I, I find LinkedIn more useful than anything else. Although, uh, on the caveat to that is that each platform would have a different sort of audience demographic as well. I Absolutely. mean, you know, for example, yeah, LinkedIn, they're more professionals, obviously. Um, although there's a little bit background noise saying that, well, LinkedIn is, you know, all of these negative things, right? But I still find LinkedIn most useful for the, for the purpose of businesses and professional level. Um, Instagram, for example, I, I love Instagram because I post nothing but nothing, nothing, really nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love to eat uh -huh. foodie. I love to post the foods and I love to post, you know, anything that doesn't mean anything meaningless stuff. However, I find it also that that's where my biggest audience is. Twitter, for example, um, it's just nothing but tweet, nothing but it, it, it's kind of sway into politics arena, which I don't really care about. Um, as well as the other one, Facebook, dead. I don't like it. Sorry. So <laughs> I know you mentioned just Facebook, purpose. Facebook for me works off of um, in groups for the most part. And, and I post in groups and I post value in groups. I'm not in there for marketing. Like the, it works for marketing, but it's not the purpose of it. And so I'm providing value. I'm showing up. It's part of that being visible component, right? If you're not visible, okay. then people don't know what you're up to. They don't know how, what you do and how you might be able to make a difference in their lives. And at the same time, I wouldn't make some of my connections there. But, you know, I'll post in groups. I'll answer questions in groups. Um, and then I run a group as well. And so it's really, you know, for me, it's the groups in Facebook that makes a difference because that's where the community is. Okay, so with this said, uh, if I may offer information or refer you to other people who are listening in the audience seeking your services, how can we reach you? you um, Facebook platform. Everything, whether it's my Facebook page, my Instagram, LinkedIn, um, you know, my website, it's all Laughing Dragon Coaching, which is my business name. Um, oh, so sorry, what was that? It's Laughing Dragon Coaching. Okay. So it's laughingdragoncoaching.com. On Facebook, it's Laughing Dragon Coaching. Um, and the reason that, that my name is that because I work with um, energy, right? I, I work with the energy, and I, I want there to be fun. There has to be fun in life. So we have to have laughing. Um, but the dragon is really important. <laughs> you, yeah. laughing laughing. you have to have laughing, laughing and dragon. dancing. Yeah, because dragons are 
um, wise and fierce and curious and, and bring so much energy and they illuminate. And so I talk about, um, dragons being part of our creation and part of that DNA and our spiritual DNA. And I want that spiritual component and that soul level component to connect with the physical DNA. And so it's those twin serpents of our DNA spiraling around and dancing and laughing. You got the turtle, the fierce warrior, and you got the laughing dragon. Do we have to know any more? <laughs> <laughs> no, that about sums it up. <laughs> Add some I'll water in there up. for the for the uh, <laughs> water person. We're good. <laughs> we were just talking about you know California, and I was born there. Was, I'm from Santa Barbara in that area, and I was just back there. And you know, feet in the water in the ocean. I'm I'm in heaven. It, it's Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> the same way. If I don't see any kind of water, blue ocean, stuff like that, it's almost like it's, it's, a, it's a neutralizing for me, agent mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I gotta go see it at least once a week. <laughs> That's why I'm here, I guess. I, I love this weather. I love the, uh, the mountains and also the ocean. Yeah. Well, sounds like uh, living your life completely grounded in your truth as well as your beauty and power and stick within. And I think it's, yeah, it says it all, what you have done and everything like that. And I think I did ask you, what are your uh, advices? Is there anything else? I know you have a lot of things going on in the future, perhaps. Adventures, anything that you want to share with the, with the listeners um, that you're up to for the next, uh, <laughs> next month, next year? The next month. <laughs> books. Um, books. Books. <laughs> books. My book goes live on Amazon um, this week. Um, so I'll be posting that out. It's called Soul Song Dancing um, because we have to dance and we have to get that energy going through. And it's all about remembering what our truth is and how to how to speak it and how to embody it in our lives. So it's a, it's a combination of my story and a workbook. Um, so that'll go out live. And then I have a group coming up that's a, a revolving monthly membership group. And I'll be promoting that again. Um, that's for uh, particularly wellness professionals looking to go from broke and frustrated and burned out to thriving both professionally and business-wise in making a difference in the world. And that's really, you know, we're, we're doing this work because we feel like we have something to give and a difference to make. And it breaks my heart when I see people who don't thrive in that. And so I want to provide as much resources as possible to do that. Yeah, do not be a prisoner. I say this over and over again, as always. Do not be a prisoner just from yourself and what other things about you, you know? You, you need to get out there and just, just tap into that purpose and find it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like um, it, it, if you've watched The Greatest Showman, the, the song Come Alive is actually one of my favorite songs in that because the, there's a line in there that says, stop sleepwalking through your life. And that's what I feel like so many of us do. We just go through the motions because we don't know that it can be different. And we put those, those inner fire and that wisdom that we have and that, those, those passions that we have, we put them on the back burner and they get there and then we get done with our life and realize that we never did anything with it and it, it just needs to be different. That's why we get to create this legacy of a life. You know, I think that's, you know, we talk about internet a while ago, right? Before the internet was, was even exist, nobody really talk and then communicate this way. Like, hey, you know, find your purpose, find your passion, ignite it, let's collaborate, share, learn, rise together and all of this. And all of a sudden, you know, internet was there. So we join effort and we look at each other, what we do almost every day, you know, what we eat too. Yeah, and absolutely. Then, um, you know, I think that's part of the, uh, the world um, evolving, as a matter of fact. So um, what are your thoughts on that, by the way? Um, I think we have to be really careful not to get caught up in comparing our lives to what we see out there, particularly Instagram and the stories that people tell on Facebook, because it, that, it, it's only part of what's happening in their life. And when we start to get sucked into, well, my life doesn't look like that. My dreams aren't like that. Then we discount ourselves. We take away our power and we take away the magic that we have to bring into the world. It's very true. I mean, you know, it, 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 I think it suggests so many uh, different, I mean, I, I want to sway to the negative, 
because it's just the way how we react and respond to reading all of this feed that's on your Instagram and all on your social media. Um, it brings it brings what really in us, you know, what what the purpose of us. And I think that's why coaches, mentoring, those kind of profession really um, out there. And it's mm-hmm. ever increasing, don't you think? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So many coaches out there, the healers, themselves, <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I, I, I'm an old school. I, I, you know, this profession that we took in college were really, really one-on-one, business one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And then now we have coaches, you know, healers, things like that. Yes. You know, what are your thoughts on that, Stephanie? It's true what I'm saying, right? And <laughs> there is the an abundance. Yeah. supply and demand. The technology in front of us that's, you know, that we're adapting to. And then the supply and demand, you know, because there's a demand. We're talking about mental health. I had a, a topic just specifically focusing on that mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, self-awareness. People talk about that all the time. Self-love, self-this, um, which is very true because it begins with you. Everything begins with you. It's seeking inward instead of outward. Right. Uh, I, you know, I think there you bring up so many valid points. And, I, and I, you know, I'll take this back to my, my um, Soul Song Dancing book. And it's a a workbook that walks you through the process of making a soul song map and a, and writing a legacy that you want to be living and how that came about was because I had been doing um, vision boards again and again, and the vision boards for me way I've always been taught how to do them. And I know not everybody does it this way, but most people do is it's all looking outward and looking at the material things in your life. And we need to be looking inward, which is what you just said. And this is what I've been doing with clients for so long that it's about looking inward and remembering who we are as a person, who we are as our core, what's that spine, right? What are our non-negotiables and bringing those out into our life and bringing, making sure that no matter what's happening in our life, those things are happening. And, and, you know, you talked a minute ago, I'm going to wrap all of this up in, in what you just talked about, but I, it's, it's like we get caught up and I think particularly around the women's empowerment issue, right? When we yeah. talk about the internet and we talk about all all the social media and looking at everybody else's stuff, it's so easy to get caught up in imposter syndrome. And I think as women, we are more susceptible to that be, than anybody else that I know, right? I, I, I just, I see it happen again and again. And then we are, are feeling like, well, we're an imposter in our life. We're in, we, we don't have a worth, right? I look at all these people's things and I'm like, well, it, they're doing these great stuff. What value do I bring? And, and when we can look inward and get really clear about that and have that solid foundation, then we know, oh, this is the value I'm bringing. And this is how I'm bringing it out into the world. And so it's really important when you are in that place of feeling vulnerable and feeling like I'm not sure about my my passion and my purpose and and what my legacy is. And you look around and there's this abundance of healers and coaches and, you know, mental health providers and, and whatever title people want to give themselves these days. And, and I think the, the scary part for me is that, that there are people who label themselves that and don't have the skill set to actually walk through someone through a process. And I'm not advocating, you know, being certified as a coach. I, I think there's a lot of different ways to get a skill set to walk someone through, but you have to have that training in whatever modality it is, whatever, whatever process that is. And, and as we're looking at someone to work with, as we're looking at, you know, how do I find a coach? How do I hire a healer? How do I, how I, how do I go through that? Really like, stalk them on social media, get some of their freebies, listen to their podcasts, listen to, you know, get the information. Do they resonate with you? Do they make mm-hmm. you go? Yes. Just yeah. like when I teach people to open up their daily calendar and look at who they get to see that day and work with that day. They should be going. Yes. That's that. <laughs> said, oh my gosh. I gotta go see them. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 And I'm not saying that, that, you know, every time that you pick up the phone or, or make an appointment with a coach or, or whatever that modality is that you're going to think, yes, because sometimes, you know, a good coach, a good, a good mentor is going to challenge you and make you, make you think and make you come out of that shell. And that is not necessarily a comfortable process sometimes, but they should always be supportive and have your back. And that's the piece that I, I feel like 
you know, we need to keep talking about that again and again and again, because that's how we empower people. And I, I and I, collaboration, collaboration. Yes. Um, I talked collaboration. Um, I want to just interject you a little bit there before I, I forget my train of thought. How everybody looking and seeing other people surround them and then what values can I bring right there in that space in that very moment, in, you know, we need to realize and put ourselves out or, you know, out and just say, you know, it's collaborating, uh, collaboration, change the, the mindset instead of competing with whoever, compete yourself, rise, you know, collaboration defeats competition. And mm -hmm. that's why I, I think that's why we're doing things like this. You know, we talk about this. We want to do the woman empowerment, empowering other women and then sharing our journeys to others. So you never know, like podcasts like this platform, you never know that your journey, somebody, your compelling stories can be someone's, um, you know, solution for, perhaps, someone's mm -hmm. answers perhaps. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, absolutely. And it can yeah. be, you know, you could hear, you could hear one sentence on a podcast that you're listening to and it takes your brain to a place and then you go, Oh, and all these Absolutely. puzzle pieces go together. And it's like, Absolutely. you know, that one sentence may not have been relative to the situation, but it was the piece that put what let everything go click, 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 click. And you're like, Oh, and then you know, okay, now I can take action. Now I've got some, some, uh, place to go forward with that. You know, you're talking about collaboration, and I, I, I tell this story often, but I was in um, New York visiting the um, Statue of Liberty, and I didn't know that there was a museum underneath, but we went through the museum, and there was this plaque telling the story about um, the, the Statue of Liberty and, and why she was carrying the lantern and the chains and, all, and, and you know, the whole, all the pieces of it. And, I, and they were talking about how the lantern was about shining the light, uh, enlightening the path for those who came behind her. And, and I want us to shine a light, not only for those that come behind us, but for ourselves and those walk, who walk beside us. And that illumination of that path, and as we stand together, makes so much brighter and so much of a bigger circle that really that's when we really, really make a difference in the world because we're doing it together. Absolutely. I, so true. I agree completely with that statement. I love the lantern uh, yeah. concept. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I like it's, that. it's one we, I like. <laughs> yeah, when we stand together, exactly. When we stand, stand together, uh, we rise together. We're looking at the clock. Yeah. Time flies. We're having <laughs> way too much fun. <laughs> yes. We talk a lot about Santa Barbara also. That's why. <laughs> You're, you're pretty much local. You know, I'm in Southern California. I love Santa Barbara. Um, yeah. I'm there, I'm the there several times a year. Yeah, I was going to ask you, when you're here next time, maybe uh, we should have coffee or something, like lunch or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Was, yeah, I'm about like a couple of hours drive, though. But let me know when you're down I, in Santa Barbara. Usually when I go to Santa Barbara, I'm also in Burbank for a little bit as well because my brother lives in Burbank. So um, I was just there as well. <laughs> Let me know because I'm yeah. only like about, I don't know, I have an hour probably yeah. drive to Bourbon. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, have, yeah. I, um, there's a conference yeah. coming up. Um, I, I have to find it. There's a empowerment conference coming up in, um, uh, I'm not sure when, maybe July. I think it's July of this year in, uh, right outside of Santa Barbara. Um, that is going to be a great event. Um, I'll send you the link for it. I'm, I'm applying to be a speaker at it, but it also sounds like a great weekend event out in the, it's a, it's a combination of camping and being, um, at a retreat. So it's like glam tents. Um, but there's going to be a lot, a lot of working outside and taking advantage of being in nature, which I love. Yeah. You know, I, I find nature is, it's a complete connection to your soul. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know about you, but you know, when, oh, when yeah. you go out outdoors, you just find so many that unique things that you cannot just describe, just you and the nature. It brings you closer, you know, who yes. you are. And you can be able to get clarity, focus, and just kind of like reset yourself to the core. Mm -hmm. I find that with nature. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I have a couple of um, videos on my YouTube channel where I talk about um, using nature to help you make a mandala to clear out stagnant energy or to get clarity about something. Um, and then I have uh, one on there about the energy of mountain and how to embody that energy um, to help really bring ground you, but also make it so that you're not as buffeted by those things going on around you. Um, and then um, I talk about the energy of a duck. So bringing more animals in. Animal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why is it total tortoise? Now it's a dragon, laughing dragon. Now yep. it's a duck. I like working with, I work with nature a lot. You know, I think that comes from, from training with shamanism for so many years and, and really working with, with energy modalities. And I use those, those things in my, in my practice a lot. I do a lot of energy work with my clients I and mean, it's some of, some of what I provide when I, when you're working with me is we do energy work because, because it's not just that process of being aware. You have to, you have to recognize that there are blocks sometimes and things that, that come up and, and clear those energetically and, and use energy to support them. And I use stones, I use working with animals, I use working with nature as, as some of that. Time flies when you're having way too much fun. But before we close in, I want to ask you one more time how we can offer the listeners your contacts so they can contact you for all of those things that you are doing um, out there. Sure. Yeah, thanks. Um, so my business is Laughing Dragon Coaching, and that's my website, my Facebook page, Instagram. Everything is branded with Laughing Dragon Coaching to just make it easy. Um, and then you can pick up my book, Soul Song Dancing, um, either through the link on my website or off of Amazon. Now, you will give me a link to your uh, Amazon as well, right? So we can sure. post it. Absolutely. Okay, great. Yeah. Any last thought before we close up? Um, yeah, you know, I think I think the biggest piece is to just be willing to show up and to walk through whatever fear you might have and to get the support and resources that you need in order to get to the to the end result that you're after because it's that those things that make us just want to sit in a heap and cry if we can't make them happen and that when we connect with our soul and connect with what it is that we know we're meant to be doing in the world make those things happen in your life and do what's necessary to make that happen thank you so much stephanie you're such a beautiful soul thank and you, for, you know what i always go ahead thank you for having me as a guest you know what we'd like to have you back again as I always, like we want to see, yeah, we want to see your follow-up uh, about your book. Probably you're going to be launching, right? Perhaps. Yep. yep. And uh, your workshops and, you know, all of these exciting things that you are working on and, you know, just come back. Absolutely. Talk anytime. Yes. Okay. We can talk about Thanks many things and I'll think about yeah. some more animal metaphors to bring in. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thanks for joining and sharing your inspiring story. And um, I know that it's resonating to a lot of people out there listening. You know what? After all, we women are the catalyst to greater things in this planet, the whole planet, right? Whether Absolutely. we know it or not. Yes. Keep us updated on your new upcoming or anything that's going on right now, ventures, and let's stay connected. All right? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs> Thank you. And for our listeners, if you enjoy this listening to the podcast, do post and share to others. Share it, like it, tweet it. I always ask you this simple, small request. Facebook like it and everything. You know what to do. Fancy stuff that you do every single day. It fits your soul. It fits to many others around you. See you next time on We Talk Woman Empowerment with our goal to bring women, empowering other women to break through their limiting beliefs and achieve their personal and professional goals. Healthy mind promotes healthy body. Thank you to our lovely guest, beautiful guest, Stephanie Smart. We'd love to have you back again soon. Thanks, my dear. Until then, this is Nikki Dare, your host. Stay safe, stay vigilant, and collaboration, not competition. In fact, it defeats competition. God bless. Thanks, Stephanie. See you Thank soon, you. all right? Definitely. Bye now. Bye. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs>